Coming up, we are going to compare Halloween Horror Nights to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Walt Disney World. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. Episode 195 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, my ghost co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. I'm not dead. Oh, are you? <laughs> Aren't you? I don't know. I guess I'm I don't have anything good. more creative to say about it. I'm no R.L. Stein over here. Yeah, that's fine. You you are not clever at all. I think we both can agree on that. So yeah, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we are inching closer to the Halloween season, and by the Halloween season, I mean we're already in it. We're yes. inching closer to Halloween Day, so uh, we're obviously getting more excited about it. And because of that, I wanted to uh, to do another little fun episode for us here. Just a, a little different, you know, a little, uh, a little, little outside the realm of what we've done before. One of one of our, uh, I don't want to say best. It's definitely not a best show, but one of our most fun shows that we ever do, or when we do the Crinos. Which, if you're new to this show and you're not really uh, in on the know of it, the Crinos are are a combination of my name and rhinos first and foremost mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we started it way back when uh, a couple of years back on an episode where uh, i believe it was when jenny lynn was with us at the time and she uh, called in for the day and didn't show up so we decided to do a last minute award show oh, yeah. uh just the two of us and it, it just it kind of stuck and it became a thing bigger than we could ever expect it. And by bigger, I mean it's been adored by hundreds, if not hundreds of people. <laughs> if not several hundreds. <laughs> yes, hundreds if not several hundreds of people. So maybe even more than that. I, don't, I won't toot our own horns on it. But uh, essentially that, that stemmed from comparing Disney World, Walt Disney World, and Universal in certain formats and then formats in certain formats Swedish formats we did that in the Swedish chef episode <laughs> I just I've been reading a lot of Lisbeth Salander books lately oh, yeah. so I'm in that that mindset right now that Scandinavian mood but yeah so uh, we've even extended it to do Universal versus Universal and I believe last year we did uh, we did a, a Crinos episode comparing Halloween Horror Nights 27 with 26 we'll probably do that again with 28 versus 27 but on this one one, one thing we get asked quite a bit is uh, comparing Halloween Horror Nights uh, in a way term not I don't want to say comparing it to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party in a way of like well what's the same what's the difference between the two we don't we don't really get that question but we do get the question of value which one is it offers more value in it so that's the direction I want to go with this one today so you know we also get it about Halloween scream a lot and 
I'm still trying to work on getting over to Hallow Scream this year. I just have not had the time yet, but uh, it's it, hopefully it'll work out. There's still a couple more weeks until until. I know you want to go to Hallow Scream. Yeah, we talked about it way back on the I show. Know. We were gonna try and to go. I know, and my friend invited me, and I think I just missed it. I think they went this last weekend. I yeah. was going to go because he goes every year, and he does like the meat. There's like a meal you can do ahead of time, and they let you into the houses and everything. Yeah, no, I I really want to. It's a very affordable event. Uh, even if you you get like even if you go multiple nights, like I think I saw a Taco Bell the other day that they were having. Like you get if you go on and use the Taco Bell offer code, you can get two nights of Hallow Scream for sixty bucks or something like that. So an absolute steal. But uh, it's just about finding the time to drive over there and actually doing it, especially when we already have our our frequent fear passes here. And it's like, oh well, if I'm gonna go to a haunt, I wanna I wanna go to the one that I already paid for. But that's that's just a cheap thing on on my part. But uh, anyways, back to what this show is going to be today. Of course, I already said it. Comparing Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party with Halloween Horror Nights, we're gonna look at it in terms of six different categories. In terms of trying to see who's the winner and losers uh, of each category. So uh, just to go over what we're gonna do, we're gonna talk about the crowd level. We're gonna talk about uh, in terms of showing up, like which one is going to be more bearable. We're going to talk about pricing. So that includes uh, just pricing on single night tickets as well as passes, any extras going into it as well. We're going to talk about specialty foods because that's a bigger deal than ever before, I think, with anyone looking to go to theme parks. They, they need that Instagrammable food. We're going to talk about general entertainment. So for this, we're going to include, on the Halloween Horror Nights side, we're going to include the actual uh, the houses that you go through as well as like Academy of Villains. And then on the Disney side, we're going to talk about the things specifically made for this party so obviously the parade fireworks stage show uh some of the ride overlays they have this year just like that then we're going to talk about the attractions that are just open as a general role because a lot of people do use uh use these parties to make it a perfect time to go on attractions with shorter waits so we're going to talk about that too and then we're going to wrap things up with the general atmosphere and so that's where we're going to include halloween costumes over on that side we're going to talk about scare zones and such over on our side and just the overall vibe of the show so those are the six categories rhino do you think we should kick this off? Yeah, obviously. Okay. <laughs> well, the other option was we just quit. I thought like, you were asking me what category, so that's why I was like... No, this mm. this ain't Jeopardy. No. I mean, we could make it Jeopardy if you want to pick a category for a price. No, I'll never like end up remembering to ask in the form of a question. Yeah. What, if there, what not? And then you always feel compelled to go to potent potables. Potent potables. Yes. I, I like Jeopardy from time to time so we're going to kick this thing off now that we have rhino's permission to and we are going to start with crowd levels which one's the winner which one's the loser are they both winners are they both losers we will have to just debate this one and find out so hard ticket events mm-hmm. for both halloween horror nights and mickey's not so scary halloween party so of course you have to buy your extra admission into getting into the party uh they are handled completely different in a way so talked about it on this show before with halloween horror nights uh the event opens up uh, at this point i will say 6 30 ish as crowd levels have gotten busier and busier uh, the park is definitely opening up way earlier than it is scheduled to so uh just 
just this past weekend on Sunday night when both Rhino and I were there. Uh, the park opened for day guests for ticket, uh, not day guests, sorry, for people going to HHN that were waiting outside the front gates. It opened up at 6.01. So it was... Uh, I did not know that. It op- I didn't know it opened that early. Yeah, it, it opened. And it was very, very busy. And it, it was just insane. I mean, I'm sure a Wait, lot of people I'm saw I'm sorry, that. did you say on Sunday night? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it got in... I'll tell you a little mistake we did too, and this it's fine. I, we had to do it. Is that Stranger Things has that longest line, and we went right for that. And I was like, you know, this is the worst way to do this. I understand that everybody wants to do this house, and yep. this is the house we're going to do. But I was like, this is probably the last time I'm going to go through this house because we could have done three other houses in the amount of time, and then when we're done, everything's a forty-five minute wait. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's. I think the last time I did it with you, that was my final time. Now, if I'm in that stay and scream, I just go to straight to Poltergeist. Well, well I've seen all the kids now. That last time I went in, I was yeah, like, Dustin okay, now was I've in seen there the every single night. kid. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, all right. I feel like I've seen it, and I don't want to wait 45 minutes for it again. No. I waited over an hour for it doing Stay and Scream. It was, it, well, it was an hour exactly, I think, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's still not that bad, because that night it jumped up to a, and I think the it most like I saw was 155. Hours. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so there is Stay and Scream over at Halloween Horror Nights, where if you have daytime park admission, you can get in with that and then you can stay in one of the stay and scream zones at finnegan's or over at fast food boulevard in the simpsons area and duff brewery section and so essentially at five o'clock when universal studios florida closes they are going to clear the park they they want every single guest out of the park unless you're in these stay and scream zones so in that case you can stay in and you get first pick on the houses and you get you get to go through a little bit earlier before all those normal guests are in there but that is that is only if you have both daytime admission as well as HHN admission. Over on the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party side, of course, the Magic Kingdom closes at 6 o'clock, and the party starts officially at 7, so they give themselves a little bit of a buffer to get people out, but... If you buy a Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party ticket, you actually get in starting at 4 o'clock, so you are merged in with the regular park guests. And so what inevitably happens, there's no areas that they corral you in like HHN, so you're just freely moving about. It makes it very difficult for the Magic Kingdom to properly clear guests out of the area. And I they are doing better this year than they did last year. Mm-hmm. And last year's when they started the new scheme of how they were closing the park an hour earlier for it. So I, I'll say they've made progress, but back in the years when it was just, okay, Magic Kingdom closes at 7, the party starts at 7, sometimes you would see guests still like wandering around the Magic Kingdom who didn't pay for the party. You would see them still in there all the way up until the first parade rolled out. So it does. it's not that... It's not that same uh, – I, I don't know the best way to say it. It's it's a lot more messy in terms of the mixture in there. But ultimately, once both start, that's where we're looking at in terms of crowd levels. I think I, I, I think that both of them, the way they kick all their parties off with Stay and Scream or versus with the merging in, I think there's, there's definitely – they're both doing what they feel they need to do in terms of getting the guests in the park. But then once guests are in the park, 
which one is more insane and which one would be the winner in terms of crowd levels on the two. They're both capped. I'm not sure what Mickey's is capped at anymore. I know Halloween Horror Nights, I believe uh, from kind of the information that I've been gathering, is that a sold-out event is if they sell 34,000 tickets, not including frequent fear passes, and uh, obviously team members can get in with theirs, but just if they sell... 34,000 passes for the night. That would, that would be considered a sellout. So then once you add those in, well, it's hard. even you, more. The parks are different sizes, though. So it's like... They are. I, I, don't like, I don't know if you can compare it like numbers to numbers. I guess we should be doing it percentage of people to percentage of space. Yeah. but I don't uh, know the size of the park, though. Yeah. So. No, uh, the um, capacity at Universal Studios is about 50,000. It's like and, over 80,000 at Magic Kingdom, yeah, I think. It, it's a lot more. So, And I would say a lot more people go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party versus um, Halloween Horror Nights. But again, that's just what you said. It's because of capacity. Right. Magic Kingdom can hold more people yeah. than, than HHN can and, and Universal Studios Florida can. Ultimately, though, I'm going to say that once both parties get full into swing of it, so not counting those first couple weeks where things are a little bit slower, when you get right in the bulk of it, I honestly would say that crowd-wise, I would call Halloween Horror Nights a loser. A loser? Yes. I think, it, and I'm going specifically on this year. I don't remember a year where this, like, it's always, this week, this weekend in particular was, uh, it's a lot of fall breaks for Florida, mm -hmm. so crowds were higher at both Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando, but there's 10 houses at Halloween Horror Nights, and when the lowest line is, uh, when the lowest shortest wait for a house to get into is 45 minutes, and the rest of them are an hour, 90 minutes, even longer than that. There is, like, Blumhouse at one point on Sunday night had a 110-minute wait. Oh, God. I, I don't think I was monitoring it that far after I left for yeah. you. But when I did leave at, like, 7.45, I, um, I, I know it was, it was something, like, in the 20-minute range. And it had been five minutes all night. And then, like, one that was 10 minutes went up to, like, 35 minutes. And so I was seeing them go up as I was leaving. But yeah. also people were just pouring in when I was leaving at 7.30. Like, City Walk was pouring in. And then when you're leaving City Walk, you can see the streets. And the cars were all coming in. And the yeah. toll plaza was full. And I was like, what a nightmare. Yeah. No, it's – so it is just – it's been pure insanity. There have been some nights that have been great. But overall, I feel like they – more than ever, I know there's people fine waiting in lines like that, and you have the option for express, and we'll talk about that in just a couple seconds here. But I don't like it's almost at the point this year where I've said that like next year I might have to just flat out do express. I know part of the part the perks of getting a frequent fear pass is saying that okay, if it's too busy, I could just leave. So I learned two things about that this year. Um, one that express is fifty percent off after ten. Yeah, and. My friend did this this last weekend, too, is um, RIP tours. They're doing, like, half tours. Yes. Um, so you get guaranteed five houses. So you can concentrate on other five houses for the first part of the event. And it also, again, starts after 10 p.m. Because yep. she did that. She was there Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. I think they have an earlier one of that, too. 
So an earlier option to do it, and then so you, you can do, like, break the first yeah. two hours or three hours. Exactly. Then. So uh, it, it a great deal on that. It cut the price down on it, but still give you the ability to get some stuff done, especially with the Express. If it's not sold out for the night after that ten o'clock, if you can still get it, knock the rest out that well, you didn't do before. Yeah. Not I think bad. she was saying like Express was a hundred and four dollars or something b- before the fifty yeah. percent off, and then the RIP tour was a hundred and like fourteen dollars. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I definitely would have done the RIP tour because the RIP tour is literally no line whatsoever. Express, you can still end up waiting in the Express part of the line, yeah. but but so that's the crowds have been terrible. Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. I would say on the opposite, um, the crowds. I think this year we we've only been the one time. I've only been the one time. You haven't, but in the past years we know it's the same thing every year. Uh, On nights that sell out, it is unbearable. I've also been on nights that haven't sold out, and it's not terrible. But usually on the nights that don't sell out, my goals aren't exactly what I do on that first night where I need to get a good spot for the parade. (laughs) I need to get a great spot for fireworks. I'm I feel like on a night that's not sold out, Mickey's not so scary. It's actually not that bad. I, I think it's like a mental thing for me. So when it comes to the crowd levels, Mickey's not so scary versus Halloween Horror Nights. So Halloween Horror Nights, like, yes, you could be somebody who only buys the ticket the one time and has the one opportunity to go. And you don't have to buy a park ticket for the day. You know, you don't have to be an annual pass holder. And I still think you have, like, no matter how crowded it is, it, as it is, it's still, you have so many different Halloween options yeah versus like mickey's not so scary and i know we'll talk about this more specifically but mickey's not so scary you kind of have to be stuck in the crowd in order to experience like the three major offerings and i i don't know in being an annual pass holder at both i think it's the idea of mickey's is just kind of this one shot yeah you've got and it's very it adds to the stress level you know what i mean like i can't leave where i am to do other experiences halloween horror nights the experiences are spread out so even when it is crowded i still feel like i can move and and move around whereas at mickey's i feel like you're forced in place and i going with that i would say with crowds i would say that Mickey's not so scary is also a loser on that. I'd I agree. Say yeah, both, both loses. Yeah, they're both in terms of crowd levels. I think both are just out of control, and hopefully, in the future, things will be done to try to help yeah, alleviate that. It's a like bit we more. get it. You have to make money on the event to have the event, and you know the events are expensive to put on. But you know, you the more people you let in for the limited offerings you have, the lower the quality experience is for the guests that yeah. have paid to be there and therefore the less return guests you have so like you're kind of defeating the purpose you know agreed so we'll move over into our next category now that we got word of those losers and we'll go in pricing and uh this is where i think we're going to definitely favor more towards halloween horror nights oh, right off the bat 100 not um, a question for me and so i'm, I'm just going to go with like the base pricing we're not going to get into it but go on like the website pricing so assume that you're buying advanced tickets you would never wait until the day of to go up to the gate and buy a ticket for a single night ticket for hhn that starts at 62 dollars for the cheapest nights and it gets very expensive so i'm not going to beat around the bush on that 62.99 yeah so um it it gets it gets very expensive for single night tickets but buy in advance and you save some money uh you can do multi-night tickets and these start 
these start right at $106.99 plus tax. And then obviously with this too, uh, you can also get um, – Sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. You frequent can, fear pass. Well, these are the frequent fear passes. So multi-night. You can start with the rush of fear for oh, just yeah, the yeah, first okay. couple of weeks. You can do the frequent fear, all the event, just not Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, then you can do the frequent fear plus, add in those Fridays. And then you can do the one that's every single night of the event. So you have all those options. You can do every night of HHN if you really want to. Um, but yeah, then you can, what I was going to say is both Mickey's not so scary and Halloween Horror Nights offer, uh, discounts for Florida residents, uh, annual pass holders, things like that. So there is ways to get discounts with it. Uh, HHN can then get also very expensive with their add-ons as Rhino already mentioned, you have the add-on of express and, uh, RIP tours and the express. I want to say that on a slow night, express starts out at $85 and on a, on a big Busy night, it can be, it can be more, uh, it, it can be more than some of the. Uh, it, it's a lot. Sorry, I don't know why I'm trying to make too much of this. It's a lot of money. RIP tours start off in the hundred sixty dollar range. In addition to the ticket, in the addition RIP to your tour ticket, does yes. not include a ticket. Yeah, yeah. So you also have to have your ticket. So these are the upsells, but you get a lot. You get everything done. It's just it costs this extra money, and then uh, going on with that over to mickey's not so scary halloween party the base pricing for this it starts at i want to say our started it like when we went on the very first night that was around 90 dollars. and right now in the the middle of the week you can get a ticket for 99 dollars, and then like 95 for kids uh expensive ticket will go up to 100 nine dollars and then i think halloween night it's sold out so i I don't have the pricing on that but i want to say that was like 120 dollars for halloween night it was a lot of money so Um, here's the thing if we compare the most expensive to the most expensive which are not on the same days because universal's halloween horror nights on halloween is only 62.99 and not only that's a lot of money but you know what i mean it's it's compared to the 30th which was 109 dollars at thing and I so they're both Halloween related events. I get one is more you know family and the kids and trick or treating and stuff. Um, but so we'll do a eighty seven ninety nine is the most expensive here at Halloween Horror Nights for a single one night party ticket, and then the other one is a hundred and nine dollars. So yes, Halloween Horror Nights can have the more expensive add ons. However, there are like ways to get around it and. You're also presented with an opportunity, like, yes, you might have to pay more, but you're going to be able to experience every single thing the event has to offer. And yeah. there is no offering like that at Magic Kingdom. I'm not suggesting that they do that either, but I'm just I'm just saying that you have to think about it like that. You you Universal gives you the power to experience it all, both free and paid. Yeah, and they give you... Plenty of time to do it. I mean, with the Magic Kingdom, you have Mickey's Not So Scary starting at uh, at seven o'clock and running till midnight. Here at Halloween Horror Nights, you have it on the slow nights. It's uh, six thirty to one a.m. and then on the busy nights, it's six thirty till two a.m. Yeah. So, uh, and like we just mentioned. You actually can probably get in a little bit earlier, even if you're waiting outside the gates. It'll open up a little sooner. So you definitely get more time to. And I agree with you. Uh, just on a on a cheapest ticket to cheapest ticket or most expensive to most expensive, I think just based 
on what you do have the ability to do with Halloween Horror Nights, I think it's it's the better deal. It's and I, the winner. And, and I, with that as well, I like that Universal also gives you the ability to experience the party in ways that work for you. Yeah. So it's not a one hit. You know, if you miss it, you can come back and do it again. Yeah. If you're if you're local, you know that's, or if you're in town for a little bit longer, you know it's something. I, I like that they are like, we understand that everybody experiences parties differently, so we give you all these options. Yeah. And especially, too, when you consider that, that if you get the frequent fear pass, and even, we'll say, the one with Fridays, like what we have, that I think for, we paid 116 for it after taxes with our annual pass holder rate and all think, that. Yeah. It, yeah, it was like that. So. For just 20 bucks more than what you'll get for uh, one night of Mickey's yeah. Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, we had, since the event started on that first Friday, uh, and through all the way through into November, with the exception of yeah. a bunch of Saturdays in the middle. See, there were, I think it was five Saturdays we couldn't go. So you, however many days of this event there are, there were five days that we couldn't go to yeah. it. You so know? I think ultimately, yeah, there you, there you go with it. The loser would be Mickey's Not-So-Scary Winner in terms of pricing value, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, on the specialty foods option, uh, where that's our next category, uh, both are have really jumped into the realm of specialty foods for for their events. So Halloween Horror Nights staple every single every single Universal event that is not just HHN. Like we always knew we'd have the twisted taters, the mm-hmm. potatoes on a, a stick, deep fried, added seasoning and sauces on it, and. That was kind of it for the longest time. Yeah, they did other specialty burgers and stuff like that, but nothing nothing super impressive. Um, and then this year, it just changed everything with Stranger Things mm-hmm. because it's a Waffle Fest, Waffle Palooza. Over at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween, uh, they also are kind of upping their game with the specialty treats, too. And I'm going... I'm going to hold off my judgment on it, but uh, some of the offerings that uh, that Universal has gone with are they have waffle Sundays this year. They have waffles on a stick that you can get. It's dipped in chocolate, and then they add sprinkles or nuts. Um, they have. I like that they have the one that she makes in the show, the one that has all the candy on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a specialty sandwich over at Richter's Burger. They have a specialty burger over at Mel's Dine-In. So uh, that are both uh, add a little bit of heat to it. So they're getting into the specialty specialty sandwich realm as well. And then they also have some donuts that are like they have one that's covered and it looks like blood kind of splattered on it. It's very cool. And then they also, of course, they did inevitably bring back two favorites. Twisted taters as well as pizza, pizza fries. Pizza fries. Pizza fries. So I call it a winner just yeah. based on pizza fries. Well, I well, and then, wait. So, are we talking about the drinks too to go with specialty food items? You you can yeah technically that would count. Well, because because Universal also has the um well a couple years ago they used to have the refillable mug that Craig's spoken about on the show before, um a, like it was a uh, you know souvenir cup that you could get and it would be essentially you get every drink that they make into it would be a double instead of a single but they don't do the hard liquor in the normal areas of the park like they've done in the past they've limited that to the bar areas specifically that they have during the day during the park so Finnegan in Springfield um, in the Duff um, Gardens area. Um, But there is still a mug you can get. However, there's no real benefit to it. You're just getting the souvenir mug with the beer in it. It's It's the same size as the regular cup. It 
Like, if anything, it, we've debated whether it actually is smaller. Yeah. Um, well, they also do have the square cup, and that's for only their specialty pre-made drinks. Yeah. And that the first time you get the cup, it's thirteen ninety nine, I think, and then after that, it's only nine ninety nine for refill. Mm-hmm. So that does save you money by doing that. But it's all pre-made sweet drinks that I don't like. Um. Yeah. Well, and they do the thing where it's like got two cylinders in it, so you can get both. You can get. Both cylinders can be the one drink. Two, you can do one of each, and it makes the mix in the yeah. swirled straw they have. Um, but one of the things they added this year that I don't think they've had in the years past was really cool. Is they have two different of these like collectible um, or souvenir like I don't want to say mugs because they're bigger than mugs. They're like the size of like a Slurpee cup at Seven Eleven um, with like a lid on it, and you can do one for I want to say it's like eighteen dollars for just the night of the event, and it's good at all the. Um, you can refill it with soda, ices, um, whatever in it, and um, that's all included. Um, or you can get one that Craig and I have gotten that was um, thirty dollars, um, and we got our annual pass holder discount on it for Frequent Fear. Um, people and that was with our discount twenty six dollars yeah. and that again like we just bring that with us to the event and we can fill it up with ice get all the sodas whatever Eli found out on Sunday that you can get ices in it so he had fifteen ices I don't know why you would do that but you get tired real yeah. quick when you do that but I I really enjoy the, I think at first I was like oh that's expensive but the more I did it out like I've been at the event. A lot. And, you know, it's so humid here that I've even been like, I'm looking for water all the time. And, and I, I, even if I want to have an alcoholic beverage, I still want to hydrate as I go, you know. And, and remember, that's not just for the event. That's daytime as well, too, that you can use it. So I, it's I, anytime. I, yeah. And I forget. So it's good from the first day you buy it until November 5th. Yep. Um, but we're going. And then I guess the last thing to mention, too, they also brought back the candy corn. I see that they had last year, That's right. yeah. but they this year instead of some of the grosser ones that we also didn't like, they added a waffle one. So to go along with the Stranger Things theme, uh, over at Mickey's Not So Scary, you have a whole bunch of treats that they have. Summer party exclusive, summer during the day as well. But I'm just going to mention them all, like the Not So Poison Apple Cupcake, the Halloween Cinnamon Roll Pumpkin Cheesecake, the Mickey Witch Brownie, the Hades Nachos, uh, Worms and Dirt. Uh, Cider House Donut, a Zero Waffle Sundae, a Jack Skellington Cake Push Pop, the Madame Leota Dessert, uh, the Hitchhiking Ghost Dessert, the Oogie Boogie Meringue, the Maleficent uh, Ice Cream Cone, the Candy Corn Ice Cream, uh, the Candy Corn Milkshake, the Munster Smash Burger, obviously their specialty popcorn buckets and such. They have a lot going on there as well. So, um, and, you know, appearance on both of them, I won't say are always perfection, even though they're made to be like Instagram worthy, like I already said. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they don't come out looking good, but ultimately, I think the taste is there on the ones I've had in each. So I'm going to call both of them winners in this case. I think they're both on point with their specialty treats. I think Universal could offer more, but I guess they the, all their food options are still open too. So that's... Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'm looking for. So I, I would say they're both. Well, I didn't experience uh, any of the Mickey's treats or Magic Kingdom ones yet. So I cannot weigh in on that one, but I will say I like the Universal ones. Okay. Okay. Uh, so now we're actually going to talk about the entertainment offered during the events. And like I said, we're going to break this down into the exclusive. So for 
Halloween Horror Nights, this is the 10 mazes that we have this year. Uh, and I'm not going to go over the list. We said them over and over again. Some years in past, it's been nine mazes. Other years, uh, it's been less than that with this year. It is 10, though. And then we also have Academy of Villains doing their show in Fear Factor Live. That is the main event. So these are the, these are the reasons why people are coming. They want to see Stranger Things. They want to see Poltergeist, Halloween, Blumhouse, all these things. Over at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, you have Hallowishes, you the long-running fireworks show. You have the Mickey's uh, Booty You Parade that's running through the streets twice a night. You have the Sanderson Sisters stage show, which everyone goes insane about. Uh, also, you have the Cadaver Dans performing back in Frontierland, singing their fun Halloween songs and spooky uh, costumes. You have the additions to Pirates of the Caribbean this year and Magic tea party and and also space mountain turning the lights off so you do have a wider range of pulling you into the halloween spirit further out of of the park and ultimately i don't it's tougher because this is where the first time it's really broken down into what it is you're going for if you are deathly terrified of scary things Obviously, yeah. Halloween Horror Nights, this would be a loser for you. Yeah. Um, if you like the idea of being scared, it could be a winner. With Mickey's Not So Scary, if you are, if you like a fun approach on Halloween, this would be a winner. If you are more like, no, I don't really care about parades and fireworks. That's not really my thing. Um, if you don't like general entertainment stage shows, this would kind of be a loser. Uh, the parties that's what the bulk of the party is so i it really it, it comes down to just what you prefer for me i i feel like they both hold a place in my heart even though the halloween party disappointed me a lot this year i feel like with tweaks and adjustments it could be back to its old glory and halloween horror nights the fact that they don't get in ruts because the houses are different every year it's always it's every single year it's it's, it's new, fresh and new it's fresh and new even if they you don't, don't have like that it. problem yeah. yeah so i would say ultimately they're both winners but with a with that asterisk on on mickeys that they do need to update it they need to be more fresh like hhn but um hhn is a solid winner mickeys is more of a nostalgic winner well there's two types of halloween you know there's halloween and you think like scary um you know there's uh like ghosts and ghouls and uh, well not even because that's there's family friendly halloween which i enjoy and then there's also i like to get scared halloween which i enjoy i will say both parks do um create uh sort of that atmosphere in a in a good way i think universal is more successful in taking what their theme is and it is horror and scare and that type of halloween and i think that that is present through and throughout the entirety of the park yeah when you're there my issue with the with the magic kingdom party is that it's great but whenever i think about it i only think about main street and right there and I don't feel like it – you talked about this year being the first one where it kind of stretches outwards, and I haven't experienced that. But I don't think it's as success, successful in really being like, okay, this is a Halloween park. Yeah. And Universal, it is a Halloween park when it's Universal Halloween Horror Nights. So I, I think that one accomplishes it better than the other, but I do like them both. Yeah. 
Uh, that will roll into then, I said it out of order in the beginning, but that'll roll into general atmosphere. And oh, with I guess that, that was kind of what I was yeah. talking about. Never mind. <laughs> well, no, and then, no, 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 I, that's why I want to roll it into that too. But with, as Rhino just said, with Mickey's Not So Scary, it kind of ends right there. You do have those bursts in different areas, you have some special lighting in. Uh, in Frontierland, in Adventureland, and a little bit in, in Tomorrowland, you have Madame Calotta back at the Haunted Mansion doing her thing. They have characters in special Halloween costumes throughout the park where you can meet and greet like all the Winnie the Pooh characters in their Halloween uh, get-up and attire, villains all around. Uh, there, so there are – Halloween atmosphere does spread throughout the other areas of the park and especially with one big thing that is a huge selling point of mickey's is obviously the trick-or-treating having trick-or-treating spots throughout everything so that's how their halloween area spreads out the park at halloween horror nights we have the scare zones which are placed in different areas of the park um you know sometimes it's spread out a little bit further and it kind of is this year because you have five scare zones uh with uh right when you walk in the park you have the harvest which is uh, meh then back in new york you have vamp 85 taking over all of it by transformers you have killer clowns just so taking up one little stretch but still in a good place hollywood is all about killer clowns central or is about chucky Sorry. And in the Central Park area, you have the twisted tradition with the creepy uh, Halloween stylings there. And then also back in Springfield, you have the Chainsaw Horde. So it, it, it really and then I believe over in San Francisco, there's also another Chainsaw Horde, too, that not as big as the one in Springfield. There's more people there. So you do get that Halloween sense throughout the entire park. Um, there's not really as many safe areas mm-hmm. as there has been in years past, even during like my wife's a wimp. She still goes because she knows I enjoy it. Uh, she doesn't enjoy it as much anymore, but she even gets scared in the daylight walking through something like vamp 85, which I feel like it's not that scary through yeah. there. That's just my personal opinion on it. So it's, it's not, there's not those safe zones. And then once it gets dark, it is creepy because they have special lighting all throughout the park. And also they pump in, kind of creepy rock music as well with it too so i would say again it comes down to like the entertainment if you were afraid of everything halloween horror nights would be a loser for me it's a winner uh but in terms of in terms of with magic kingdoms i would say it's again split for me with not so scary it's a winner in terms of they do spread you out with the trick-or-treating, the lighting, some music here and there. Especially, I like the Halloween music that they play. It's fun and goofy in Fantasyland, but it is Halloween music nonetheless. So they, they find a way to stretch it out. Um, it's just, I still, they could do so much more. Here's my thing about the one at Magic Kingdom, is that trick-or-treating is an event to be done in costume. And you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, that's what you do. You don't get the candy unless you're dressed up in the costume, you know? And so when you go to the party on the first day, like we do, when it's uh, like just being smothered with a wet electric blanket, um, it it's not fun or comfortable to be wearing a costume yet. So there are days of these events at Mickey's Not So Scary, where I don't feel like it is successfully creating that neighborhood Halloween atmosphere that it's trying to create because that type of atmosphere, 
I think is defined by everyone joining in. Halloween Horror Nights is different. You don't have to join in. You can just be there and they're doing all that work for you because like it's a horror movie versus the I think you have to actively participate and yeah. Mickey's not so scary to like be all the way through. That's the I've always had that kind of like nitpick issue with it like that if you go earlier in the year you're going to see less people in costume and for me it's all about seeing people in costume at mickey's not so scary at halloween horror nights you're not even allowed to wear a costume so it's not an expectation whereas i feel like it is an expectation at halloween horror nights for, i mean at mickey's that's just for me I, yeah. I i my thing is like i'm not giving you kids any candy unless you got a costume on get out of here let's see i'm more easygoing on that with me i don't enjoy wearing a costume ever at mickey's i have done it before in the past i don't enjoy it so that's just me on it so i get my enjoyment out of seeing other people in their costumes but then when no one has if when the people don't have a costume on i can't judge them because i don't want to wear it either but i do like looking at the costumes so that's also another reason why it would sway a little bit more towards a winner for me but I, I don't think you can go wrong. It's just based on if you're more into scary or family-friendly. The final one we will wrap up with is the attractions. So when the park with the Halloween offerings gets so busy you, and everything like is just overwhelming, you have rides to fall back on in both parks. At Magic Kingdom, essentially, if they're not using it for a trick-or-treat line, it's pretty much open. For the most part so all of the highlights all of the e-ticket attractions are going to be open and most of them are going to have a limited wait i would say 30 minutes or less is a fair statement on that uh and then over at halloween horror nights it's a little bit more of a mixed bag uh you have hollywood rip ride rocket you have the mummy you have gringotts you have men in black you have uh transformers and they finally opened up simpsons the other night but even that wasn't opening up oh there's not as much to do there. So in this case, in terms of opening up attractions to pull people away from to pull people away from waiting in the lines for the houses, I would have to say Mickey's wins on this. They they can they can absolutely pull people into the attractions, keep them still at a low weight, but pull them away from some of the other stuff. But at Halloween Horror Nights anymore, it seems like why do they even bother? with the attractions just add even more houses close down the attractions for the night make it all about halloween but that's just my thoughts on it i i've had friends who want to do a 50 50 every time they go so they're like i want to do rides too so i i think they have the best offerings open for halloween horror night so i i think they're both winners in that terms of it but i wouldn't say they have their marquee attractions they don't have enough marquee attractions i forgot fast and furious is in there too yeah, throw that in the mix. I don't think they have enough. It's just it's great that they have an offering. They don't have enough. They don't to not to make an impact on the crowds and to pull them away from other people, uh, I, other I, houses. I think about it more not necessarily for the crowds, but for the experience of the person. So like I'm 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 thinking about it in that term. So like okay. if somebody wants to go and they haven't ever been to it, period, they'll still get to like experience Diagon Alley and do the mummy and that sort yeah. of stuff, you know? I mean, so I, I'm like, okay, we can get a taste of both, you know? Yeah, I, I get it for getting the taste of both, but it's... For less money than a day ticket. Yeah, but ultimately it comes down to it. It's like, it, it reminded me of when we kind of did that style with Knott's last year where oh it, I w- we would never been able to do any of the rides really except for that one yeah no we did ghost rider and we did the the log ride and that made me 
that quenched my thirst, though, saying like, okay, I need to get back to knots in the daytime and do it again. So ultimately, that's part of the issue with with the rides being open is you kind of you kind of go in with the goal. It like it, the not so scary Halloween party. That's definitely a method where you can do all the rides that you want to do at low weight and just skip all of the Halloween stuff. We all heard that <laughs> it, it showed up. Um, Great. So I would say that that Halloween party works for that is that you can do all of the rides, skip all the Halloween stuff, and you got your money's worth out of it. That's not the case at HHN. And don't you ever say it is, because E.T. is not open. Okay, that's true. E.T. is not open, yeah. <laughs> but, so that's our opinions on it, back and forth between the Halloween party uh, and Halloween Horror Nights. As we said, it ultimately it comes down to, uh, in some of those categories, it just comes down to if you're into scary or happy. But there are definitely winners and losers in terms of the crowds, in terms of the, the attractions being open, in terms of the specialty foods and the pricing on the event. So I want to hear your opinions about it. So uh, go to YouTube, to this video, if if you're not watching it there, if you're listening to this, go over to our YouTube and leave comments below on this video, or you can always send them to our email address. doesn't matter, one or the other, but do it on YouTube. I read those more often anyways. And uh, with that, also, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, just told you, leave those comments below, hit that thumbs up, make sure you're subscribed. So if you need any more information. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Okay, yes, excellent. <laughs> if you need any more information on the show, of course, it's on plug.com, home of our show notes page for show notes for it. <laughs> I screwed that one up. Show notes for this show and all the others on the Diz Unplugged podcast network. You can find links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our email address, podcast at disunplugged.com. So thank you so much, Rhino, for joining me on this. Thank you to everyone out there who listened and watched this. Of course, if I already mentioned all the YouTube stuff, if you're listening to this on iTunes, listening to this on itunes go ahead subscribe rate and review us and yeah i said the youtube stuff so that's all done so thank you again rhino appreciate mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching and we will see you again next week for another episode of the dis unplugged universal edition but until then remember we still have not changed the name